Hello, hello. Welcome to tonight's session, A Year in Review. We're joined by a couple wonderful star guests, as per the usual. Uh, I got some really great insights, and I can't wait for you guys to hear them. Here we go. Hello, welcome to tonight's session. Tonight we're doing A Year in Review. We're joined by a couple wonderful star guests. I'm going to introduce them as is. They're former blockers with me, one from Season 4 and one from Season 5. We're going to start with Brad, because he's the one on my uh, most left. So, Brad, give us a give us an introduction. Who are you? What you do? Tell us about yourself. Did you refer to us as superstars? Uh, star guests, but I'll star call you guests, superstars. Yeah. You know, whatever. Well, way, to, way, to, way to set the bar way too high right from the get-go, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, hey, man, really happy to connect with you again, Roger. I'm a big fan of yours, and thank you for inviting me to be on here. It's always fun to talk, and it's always fun to talk about business with other smart people. So, um, yeah, so my name is Brad Ellison. I am the founder of Ellison Painting, which is a residential painting contracting business in Metro Detroit, Michigan. Um, I grew up in the Metro Detroit area outside of work. I enjoy, I used to sing professionally, so I still enjoy singing on the side. Uh, I enjoy CrossFit. I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world, and I have two kids and two dogs. And, uh, again, happy to be here. Nice, nice. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's a couple of people in this room that would argue with you on the most beautiful wife in the world, but we'll keep and I would simple. argue that everyone here should think that their wife is the most beautiful woman in the world and say it and scream it at the top of their lungs. I agree. Jumping over to Nick. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's it going for you, friend? Tell us <laughs> it's going great. Well, tell us <laughs> so, who you are, what you do. So my name's Nick. Uh, Nick Hurd. I am the CEO of Niagara Falls Adventures. Uh, we also just launched Explore Niagara, which is like a one-stop shop for all the fun things there are to do in Niagara Falls on the U.S. side. Uh, we specifically f focus on the U.S. side because most people think that you need to go to the Canadian side to do anything. What they don't realize is the three best attractions are all on the U.S. side, and there's a ton of stuff to do over on the U.S. side. People just don't know about it. So our job is to educate people on what there is to do and uh, give them one spot where they can make all of their purchases for their trip uh, all on our site. Nice. Here's the a, here's a thing. Nick considers himself one of the three greatest attractions at Niagara Falls. <laughs> so it's a little cheat code there. Well, actually – my wife is in there so there you oh, go okay. there we go yeah. that, that that nice good tie-in i like that y'all are you are synergizing already i'm concerned all right so I also sing, actually i do worship leading at our church so i uh get out of here i'm a singer as well yeah my man nice well y'all know me and iron we, we over here just goofing uh tonight's thing is a year review so what we're going to kind of focus on uh, is more the business side of Epic Sages. We are going to talk about some D&D &D silliness or whatever other silliness Iron wants to bring up for stories that we've been telling and things that we've been doing. Uh, but the real big focus tonight is talking about our businesses. Uh, we were supposed to have a couple other star guests with us tonight, but that's okay. They might show up eventually. You know how this show is. Um, so, first things first, we're going to start with a story. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump it around. And this is just a fun story from something that has happened this year. Uh, we're going to throw it at Iron to start and be like, what's a story that you most enjoyed this year? Either something that you did with us or just in general. Oof. Okay. I'm going first, huh? Yep. Um, all right. I'll talk about the campaign because that's mostly what I've been involved in with the, with the whole thing so far. Okay. Um, I'd say the story. So if I had to pick a snippet story from the campaign so far, that was my favorite. Um, it would have to be 
I think it was like my second session playing when Barry decided to flip a coin at a dwarven merchant and yeah, Rick knows. Uh and took out his eye. Oh look, speak of the devil. Barry just showed up. Can he use a story? Uh, he'll he'll have to figure out his own, is all that means. Oh, okay. So and uh yeah, he took out his eye, so then all the merchants got mad at us and started chasing us. So I turned the first one into a bear. And caused a bunch of pandemonium. That was pretty good. I'd say that was my favorite story of the year so far. Nice. I don't know. Picking up a scorpion and taming it and making it the best uh, best friend ever. High up there I, as well. I, there's there's a lot. There's turning the guard into a whale. I mean, there it's <laughs> that's fresh. It's head <laughs> All right. Uh, jumping down or over to uh, Brad, if you're good to talk. Uh, can we get a good story from your your line of work? Like, what's something that you enjoyed or something you did that uh, went really well this year specifically? I mean, this year, 2022, was a monumental year for me and my family professionally. Mm-hmm. We I had actually been running someone else's company for about five years and was I was going to be buying it. Um, and things kind of fell apart between me and my former partner. And we walked away from the purchase of that company and kind of took a leap of faith and, and started from scratch with a brand new company, same industry, but brand new company, uh, everything brand new, which is, uh, we, we made that decision one time before when we, when we first got married, we quit our jobs, our you know decent paying jobs and decided to be self-employed from that point forward. Um, so we made that leap before, but we didn't make that leap with, you know, two kids and the financial expenses that we have now. Mm. So it was a big leap. Um, and, uh, you know, as you know, it's it's turning out really well, and I'm happy to share some details of that. But uh, it was just another leap of faith in our lives that have, we've landed firmly on the ground. And um, but it has been a crazy, crazy 2022. No joke. Hey, we got a subscriber. Frozen, frozen. Are you seriously just frozen and s- subscribe now? I'm gonna beat you up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, one of our one of our other buddies just uh, followed us on Twitch. All right, jumping down to Lawrence. Lawrence, can we get a fun story from you and your adventures this last year, uh, specifically gaming related? Unless you have a hidden business that you haven't told me about. Oh, for sure. Uh, this is the very first year that I've played online, made friends online, and played online. Um, first campaign I played online, your campaign, of course. Um, <laughs> It's it's been great. I uh, I never knew how much how e in some ways it's easier uh, because you can find time slots and stuff like that, which is great. Like you know, everybody's situated everywhere, but we all manage to most of the time, and most of us show up on time. But yeah, but yeah, the, the he already talked about the uh, the gold coin to the he did he beat you to it to the, to the dwarf. And the whale. Um, oh, marshals for the win a couple of times. Uh, we've already slayed a couple of dragons. Um, oh, man. Uh, the way that the fight with the mini boss Moxie went down, mm. that that was different. Um, was she was, yeah, she was still so very dangerous. But we, I don't know if we consciously did it, but we kind of cornered her into like a little bit of an advantage. Um, but guys, you got time out. I'm, I'm gonna preface this story. You guys took this poor defenseless princess 
that had done oh, nothing wrong ever in her <laughs> life, WWE <laughs> slammed her into a corner and just proceeded to pummel her while she tried to defend herself for two hours. No mercy. I mean, two hours IRL time in game. It was like twenty six seconds. It was just ridiculous. I think the guard with the shovel would disagree about her being. <laughs> I think oh. the guard with the shovel would definitely disagree. That's another one. Uh, yeah, Barry's always trying to help out the little guy. It never turns out okay because uh, he's like, "Hi, little poor person that earns five copper a year. Here's fifty platinum," and then they like get mugged or something. But um, every time, every time, yeah, <laughs> I'm like. Well, who's the who's the most downtrodden looking person in town? And and Roger explains that there's this guard, you know, he doesn't look like he's doing too good. And I'm like trying to figure Moxie out, figure out how evil she is, because you know my character's interest is in the uh, a better government, you could say. Um, so I'm like, here, go. I'll give you some something no matter what happens but i want you to go ask her for something and uh big twist goes up and asks her to die and she just murders him and uh afterwards i'm like oh crap i need to find a shovel i don't have a shovel everyone's talking to a merchant merchant points me to a shovel turns out it's the guy's shovel uh and i and I, as i'm as i'm trying to bury the guy the force comes alive and just like steals his body so it's like oh uh, uh, every time. <laughs> it's like someone just kicked a puppy. <laughs> it's a well-kicked puppy is all I'm saying. All right, jumping over to Nick. Uh, same kind of th- uh, story feel I threw it, Brad. How, business-wise, something good and positive that's happened to you this year? So I've got some business stories. I've, I've got my own, uh, you know, role-playing stories, hey, too. We're happy um, to hear it. Let us Let us know. Yeah, so here, I'll start with a role-playing story, and then I'll get into some business stuff. All right. Um, so my friends and I, we play The One Ring, and we also play mm. Edge of the Empire. Both of so, those are solid choices. So Edge of the Empire, the Star Wars-themed yes. role-play game. Um, I have this character that's very, like, MacGyver-esque, but nobody in our group really knew that's where I was going with it. So when it came to, like, character creation... I'm buying all this gear that's, like, just random stuff, like survival kits and stuff, where my guys are, they're getting weapons and, you know, the stuff that you normally would get when you start. So we're on the very first mission, and we go, and we're, we're like, gathering this, this item. I don't remember what it was, but it was at the end of a hallway, and it triggers the walls to start caving in. And my guy is very intellectual, which means he's not very good with, like, physical stuff. He's not very athletic, much like myself. You know, I wanted to play a realistic character, you know? So they just run out of the room, but my guy apparently, like, doesn't know how running works. <laughs> so I fall. I'm stuck in there. The GM essentially gives me an opportunity. I'm like, wait a second. I have a rope. And so I tie a rope to a flare gun, shoot the flare gun out of the room, like other guys grab the rope and like yank me out of the room and that's like how I didn't die on the very first mission. Nice. So that was that's kind of like within our friend group like an epic moment that had happened. Uh as far as business goes, um 
well, this has been a great year. I had three employees last year. I have 14 now. So nice. More tour guides, people that manage social media, uh, chief operating officer. Uh, I hired my best friend. He's kind of like their, our director of tourism. Um, he's been a tour guide for almost as long as I have been. So he, he has a little bit more of a grasp on how things should work. Um, and he's just been a plethora of help. Uh, in fact, when I went away to do the blocks, they were able to just run the business and I didn't get interrupted at all the entire time. So like in the morning when they give us like our free time to do work, I just got to like prep for the day. So oh. it was pretty nice. <laughs> Only slightly jealous over here. <laughs> so uh, to comment on your, your, the game side really quick. Uh, how many, with the your Star Wars campaigns, how many experience points did you guys end up playing with? Is it still an ongoing campaign, or is it something you guys stopped? Well, we, it's it's more like a, when the specific five of us can get together, mm. we'll revisit it. Gotcha. So I don't know where we ended up. I mean, I feel like we always end up getting to a point where our guys start to get a little OP, and I don't know if you run into that issue too, but like, it is, they it start is, to get to that point, and then we figure it out. So when we when we did our qualifications for it for as a company, right, just to, to jump back to that, I pushed the experience level as high as possible just to see how broken a character could get. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty sure our characters were rocking ten grand plus. Wow, um, which is about five thousand over what they recommend, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And those characters couldn't be stopped. There was no stopping them. I couldn't roll bad enough to kill them, uh, which is nearly impossible in that game because it's one of those games that's like, you could be the most BA person in the world uh, and something something will get you. you know I mean? There's always something stronger. Always a bigger fish, right? Yeah. Uh, at the point where we were playing, it's like, I got to actually bring in like legitimate characters like Darth Vader to throw people off. And I was like, yeah, I'm not breaking my own cannon that hard. <laughs> These are supposed to be random yahoos. I don't need Vader over here murdering people. Um, <laughs> but That's awesome. It was, yeah. It's a, it's a really fun system. Uh, it's one of the ones that Irons wants to pick up as well. It might be our next display game, because uh, I, do, I do really enjoy it. Uh, but that aside, jumping on to the next question, right? So this is... Uh, actually, sorry, I'm going to talk about myself for a little bit. I know I interrupted it a little bit. But as a business, uh, this last year... I think we did pretty good. Not only did we make it on the blocks, you know, uh, like our other two gentlemen here, we beat out 10,000 plus people to get on there. We did pretty good um, overall, especially for just being me and younger doing stuff and things. Uh, we've been pushing forward and moving stuff. Our website went from being just kind of a meh looking thing to looking relatively professional, which I can uh, be happy for as long as it doesn't update again and mess up all my settings. That was great last week. Whew. Um, we just got into physical supply stuff, you know, between the merch that we ship from a third company to our dice and minis and the 3D stuff that we're printing out now. Uh, all that stuff's going great. Uh, you know, we did an event a couple weeks ago at this point and basically uh, made enough money to do some serious advertising in other country or other cities, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just getting the ball rolling. We get to refocus on stuff and things, and I'll talk about that as we go along because there'll be other questions for it. Um, obviously, I'm going to kind of leave the, the gaming stories to Iron and Lawrence because, you know, I have four billion of them and don't want to talk the entire time. Um, so next question. 
Um, and we're going to go, again, start with Brad on this one. And this is more of a, a businessy question. What is something that you feel you fell short on this year? What did I fall short on? Well, I can tell you what we ended up falling short on, though it was kind of a strategic decision, mm-hmm. is um, in, in our business, we paint houses. And we right. paint inside of houses and we paint outside of houses. Well, during the summer, you paint outside, right? It's, you only have six months a year in Michigan that you can paint outside, so you focus really heavily on getting as many jobs done as you can in that window. And because this was our first year and we started, I actually launched after exterior season started. I was already behind the eight ball. We focused almost exclusively on, on exterior jobs. Now, so profit-wise, revenue-wise, that ended up working out great. But then when we switched to interior season, there wasn't much work built up in the pipeline right mm-hmm. and so i have all the i have like 30 painters that are depending on us for work and as it got cold and we weren't able to paint outside anymore we've been just fighting tooth and nail to keep these guys busy and i'm selling as best i can offering discounts and ugh, you know it's it's like the it's the worst mm-hmm. so what i fell short on was probably not switching my marketing strategy early enough in the season to focus on interior though it was a conscious decision to do that because exterior painting is so much more profitable does that make sense yeah totally totally makes like sense. i gotta yeah, milk yeah. every dollar i can in exterior season and then see if i can figure it out as i go through interior season mm, that, that so, makes sense to yeah me. yeah i mean that transition could have been way better i anticipated it not being great and it's um it's been tough but you know it is what it is we'll survive which is the important part all right, jumping over to Iron, what's a what's a what's a gaming moment that you can think of that was not so hot for you? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I will say, I don't know. I, okay, I'll just speak in generals then. <laughs> I, so I'm playing a bard, and I feel like I have not been bardy enough. Like he's not. Um, he has not yet used charisma to his full I'm gonna, advantage. I'm going to cut you off right here. You're turtly enough to be in the turtle club. You're doing fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's, you know, we've been playing for how long and he slept with one person. So I'm going to fix that. Um, <laughs> it was going so good. Don't ruin my campaign with sleeping with everybody. Dang it. Uh, oh, you introduced me. You did it to yourself. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, no, I'm just gonna try to be more Barty. I will. I will also say that I'm not one that's been very um, role play heavy. Like I don't do voices. I don't usually get too into it. But I might try to up it a little bit. Um. Yeah, like I think uh, like when we met Red's dad, I, I tried to role play a little bit more. But I think, um, I think that went really well, obviously. Yeah, no, I like that. That was really good. Um. So yeah, I, I think I might just try to role play a little bit heavier. Uh, in the near future. All right, cool beans. That's a that good aspiration. Jumping, jumping over to Nick. Nick, business wise, do you think you fell a little short this year? And or gaming wise, uh, if you have a good gaming story that was like we done goofed, we done goofed good. No, like I'm pretty flawless in the games. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I would say business wise. Ramping up for this off season, I guess it's kind of similar to Brad's situation. So tours slow down the off season. Although we did launch uh, a Santa tour, so we have a tour. Santa's your tour guide. One of our tour guides just he just happens to look like Santa, so we bought him a Santa suit and 
started advertising that. That went pretty well. Um, but I definitely think that we could have advertised a little bit better so far in the winter. Um, you wouldn't necessarily think Niagara Falls is a place to go in the winter, but it's like, it's so beautiful. The The mist comes off of the falls, it hits the tree branches, and it's it's like the definition of a winter wonderland. Like, it's just white trees, crystals everywhere. The grass doesn't get the chance to die or like, you know, like fade away. So it's just like little grassy spears sticking up that are like ice. And honestly, it's incredible. So we need to do a better job of advertising that, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, you you got a pretty scene to work with at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and with this show coming out, with me being on season five, ours isn't coming out for probably another two weeks or so. But with that um, coming out soon, so hopefully that'll help draw some more attention to us as well. Yeah, hopefully. That's, that's always the hope, right? Lawrence, jumping down to you. Improvements this year, things that things that you feel you fell short on. Oh, well, okay. When I first jumped in with you guys, I'm like, oh, man, these guys are pro. They're going to be hardcore. And I, like, super specialized my character for combat and I did not think of enough background and he is like he's like super bland cracker but in combat he's blowing <laughs> shit up and stuff and you've thrown me a couple of bones which was awesome like I he's not humanized at all as far as his background and stuff goes I didn't develop it enough I've been kind of just like rolling with it and uh, you've thrown me the the cursed item and you Helped me with the family background a little bit, which was awesome. Um, but when I first built him as a concept, I was like a little bit intimidated and I shouldn't have been because, you know, you guys are all just, you're just guys doing stuff. But I was like, man, these guys are gross. So I got don't, don't say that. We got to keep the illusion up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're a lot cooler and laid back in the game is not as intimidating as I thought it was going to be. And I, I didn't need to specialize him in that way. And I should have developed his character more as, as what I feel like is a setback. Like, I like the character and I, I love the campaign, but um, I feel like I should have developed him as a person more than a combat object, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I can't wait to kill him off so you can practice, practice, practice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. by all means, I love making characters. <laughs> uh, right, that's that's your favorite. All right, jumping over to younger, younger. So this is this is a two-edged sword, kind of like it was uh, for Nicholas. There, what do you think we as a company fell short on, and or uh, you as a character in our games or personal games? You know, you you run more than what we just do. Um, well, I guess with the company, uh, one of the things that at least set me back on my side um, is a mixture of location slash um, Preach. setbacks. Uh, things like, you know, computers breaking or the area that you set up as an office space has to be completely renovated due to water damages and such like that. Things of that nature. Those are some pretty large setbacks for a lot of things. Like I got all of the things to make the minis, 
but I can't make the minis because the room that I need to make them in is currently trying to get contractors in there. <laughs> Good thing we have two machines, right? Yeah. And then um, for character, uh, bad things about the character? Or in general um, experience. You could talk about a bad experience. You'd be like, this DM uh, rook over here, just over here, can't roll numbers straight to save his life. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, okay. Spill the tea. So it doesn't have to be necessarily this current campaign. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, just as long as it was within the last year. Okay. Well, that'd be this. Uh, well, I guess I, I played a couple other campaigns, but primarily this one. Um, I think one of the I wouldn't necessarily call it a setback. I'd say it, it's a it's a part of the, the, the game. And that's just the. Uh, how many people have come and gone, you know, mm. and yeah. uh, the fluidity of a of a story. You know, but luckily we have a wonderful DM who is just like, yeah, you know, it's just like Lord of the Rings. It's going to be everywhere at some point and then it'll all come together in the end. Oh, hey, we got a, hey, we got a bot in the chat. Ooh, hello. Hello, bot. Uh, sorry, they just, they just hit us with a, with an ad in the middle of our chat. That's exciting. That's like the second one, two weeks in a row. We're getting popular, boys. The ads are trying to get us. Um, so, all right, all right, all right. I, I don't argue with any of that. that. That sounds pretty much on point. Um, so for my, my bit of it, story-wise, um, I had a campaign that we started, finished, has been going on that hasn't connected to, to, uh, sages at the all. Business. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, one of my disappointing things that I, that I've noticed uh, is the, uh, what's the right way to put this? Uh, besides scheduling being, being hell and back, I, I've started four other campaigns besides the ones for the business, uh, with outside friends and groups and all that kind of stuff. And all of them have folded within three months. Um, and whether it was scheduling or people just not wanting to do stuff or not having fun, uh, it's been a little bit upsetting, you know what I mean? Cause the business side of things on that end has been thumbs up. No one's complained about nothing. Uh, but when I get to be a player, <laughs> I'm either really bad or the DMs I play with have not had a great time. Um, so that's a, that's a setback for just seeing other experiences. Because, you know, one of the important things of being a DM, especially for what we do, is seeing how other people play and how they run things. Um, just to make sure you're not just getting set in your ways. You're not messing the fun, cool stuff. You're not, you know, jumping around and... Uh, missing out on what you could be doing. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, our games tend to be generally pretty heavy combat focused, but this year we've worked really hard on making sure there's plenty of narrative stuff for the people that like the narrative things. Um, which has been interesting. Uh, to kind of ping off Younger's statement of the, you know, fluidity of our group, you know, no one that has left our group has left our group because they didn't like it. It has all been scheduling issues, which I think is the only positive to come out of that situation. Uh, it's we haven't scared anyone off. Allegedly. Wahaha. Um, but jumping over to the business side, we talk about setbacks and things. The one thing that I've had a super regrettable issue with is people responding to things. Um, you know I mean, we're doing all the cold calls and dealing with other businesses and stuff like that. I know this is just part of the game, but man, getting that first year blues of not being known by anyone sucks. 
Uh, and that's definitely something we felt in our dealing with and are coming over um, as a business, which, you know, has its ups, has its downs, and we'll get there. Um, so, onto a positive note for our next little bit of this. Uh, we're going to start with Nick this time. Nick, can you tell me something hopeful you're hoping happens in the next year? Something that you hope to see? What's something you're looking forward to? So we are launching, you know, Explore Niagara. Mm -hmm. And right now we're waiting for a bunch of the attractions essentially to sign on with us. So first off, I'm hoping that all the attractions will see the value in this and, and sign on. Um, because just as a destination in general, we'll be stronger if, if they all come together in one spot. Um, but then the other thing I'm hoping for is we're looking to start like a concierge program inside of the hotels. Currently the concierges that are inside of the hotel, they are a tour company that's just really selling their tour. They're not like a true concierge. Um, so we're looking to offer like a more rounded concierge program that, you know, get them tickets to shows or reservations for dinner, but then also book their stuff for attractions and extend their hotel stay or whatever it is that they need, get them a taxi, whatever, everything that a concierge should do. So we're really looking to kind of launch into doing more of a true concierge. Um, but yeah, so that's my big hope for this year. And then also with our tours. So before we kind of had these generic tours, like a cave of the winds tour, but it's told the same information as our made of the mist tour. Um, so we're, currently working on scripts so the cave of the winds tour is more focused on the power of niagara so it's talking about like daredevils uh rescues power plants the maid of the mist tour so maid of the mist is her name was layla walla that's actually like the legend of the maid of the mist um so like native american history that kind of lore history about the boat so we're making all of our tours different so we're launching an illumination tour which is like a mobsters and mayhem tour talking about like you know the mob mafia mm -hmm. prohibition type stuff that's happened in niagara falls and then we have a chicken wing tour so the idea is that nice. we'll have four separate distinct tours that mm -hmm. we can so we can make up sales so those are kind of all the things that i'm like really looking forward to this next year yeah that Oh, that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Remind me after this to put you in contact with a guy named Charles White. Uh, he's a, yes, he's a I, museum guy. I don't know if you talked to him or not. but uh, Yes, I he, have. Okay. Cool, cool, I've cool. also talked to, um, oh, her name is slipping my mind right now, but the Crafted Key. Oh, yeah, of course. That That's one of our buddies. We love her. Yeah. Uh, I was actually yes. going to mention her to you. But <laughs> yeah, beat us. All right, good. You're, you're talking to the right people then. Yeah, uh, and she's from here too. Yeah, yeah, I was going to exactly. say she's close. All right, uh, jumping down to Iron, what's something hopeful, uh, whether in the gaming sphere or just in life, that you are getting ready for this next year? Um, I'll stick in the gaming sphere, just because I don't like to talk about myself. So, um, <laughs> I see how this bearing our soul to you over here. Uh, yeah, I know, I'm a mysterious. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I think for the game, I just hope to continue to have fun you know uh this has been a great year for the you know for the game and whatnot and um as long as it stays 
you know, uh, maybe I'll say I'll I'll, t- I'll piggyback on you and Younger a little bit. I hope we can kind of get our player base nailed down a little bit better. Um, you know, I I hope we we have a group of people that likes to play and sticks around to play, and then I hope we can kind of figure our scheduling stuff out a little bit better. So, but besides that, I this has been great. I I have no complaints. So I don't I don't hope for anything else. Hey, then that means we're doing something right. Uh, jumping over to Brad. Brad, what's a what's a what's a businessy uh, hope that you have for the coming year, or personal yeah. hope? Either one works, or both. Sure. Well, I would, I would I guess I would start by, you know, questioning whether we should be hoping for things or planning for things. Hope, mm. Hoping uh, to me always feels a little passive, and I think it puts the focus on things that are outside of our control. So uh, when we're talking about business, or my wife and I talking about our business, we we try to plan around things that we can control. And I guess then you hope for the best possible result, right? But that being said, you know, in, in hoping to triple our business next year, we're, we're planning on hiring three more employees. Um, so that would be like leadership, team, project managers, salespeople, um, uh, positions like that. And we're going to be adding 30 more painters to our roster before the spring. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a big jump for us right now. The only employees are me and, uh, my friend Ron, Nick, you 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 said you hired your best friend. Ron, I, Ron's one of my very best friends too, so I convinced him to come on board when my wife finally decided she was stepping away from the business. Um, so it's just me and Ron, and we're going to add three more employees and thirty more painters. So uh, the hope is that that's a good decision, I guess, and the hope is that the economy doesn't take a dump, um, right? Because that could be bad for all of our businesses. Though we can plan for that too, right? Right, exactly. What? Finding our way to success. You know, hopes hopes are just unrealized plans. Because, um, uh, you know, to make a make a hope a reality, you do have to plan around it, right? That's you right. can't just hope for kids. you gotta, you got to plan for them. you got to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to practice. That's the best part is the practicing. Practice <laughs> makes perfect, you know. You guys have perfected that, huh? I haven't, hey. according to my wife. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. <laughs> no respect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, jumping down to you. Hope for oh, the new year, um, gaming or personal. Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. I'd like to get get out of my creative funk and feel inspired and enjoy creating things again. You know, art or otherwise. Um, yeah, I need some more of your animations stat. Oh, really? Oh, see that that helps right there. Um, Look, I need the whale um, crushing those dudes ASAP. I was just about to say we need the whale. <laughs> uh, you know what? I can start on that. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, here, let me jot it down. Like ASAP oh, right now, and I'll I'll, I'll pin it up on my wall. Plan. You're making a plan, so your hope becomes reality. Right. <laughs> that is very wise words as well Uh, my future has always been better when I thought about it and planned it than hoping around for something just land in my lap Um, I will just put whale exclamation point and I will pin it to my wall in front of my desk Perfect. Um, (laughs) but yeah I want to get out of my creative funk and get back to enjoying doing the animations and the art and stuff again and uh, you guys helped with that before um and uh as far as gaming goes uh just to do it more you know uh 
consistently because it's it's something that brings me joy. And uh, also on the same topic, I'd like my group to actually be able to come together and schedule a day where we can play my campaign at some point. But, you know, stuff gets in the way. Um, though I do enjoy being a player, I haven't been a player in like 10 years. And it's, it's thanks to thanks to you, Roger, for inviting me that I've been able to be a player. Um, but yeah, I just like to play my campaign, like to play more and get out of my funk. That's that's about it. These are all good goals, good plans, good hopes. Um, I'm Brad. I'm going to steal that line just just so you know, uh, kind of for the rest of this because I think that that really hits the the nail on the head. Now, before I go on a rant, younger. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Hopes, Things plans, desires. That I hope slash plan. Yes. Well, um, I would like to after post getting uh, the room for my 3D printer and stuff fixed and having that all set up, I will, um, I would like to go and extend my uh, knowledge base into 3D modeling uh, so that I could then create my own 3D uh, things to print out. You know, I know it'll start off real crude, but hopefully one day it'll get to a point where I can you know, maybe even craft my own miniature styles. Something to that effect. So my goal is to start taking some small classes um, online, trying to learn some of that. Oh, man. So to interrupt quickly, uh, I've been doing the 3D modeling stuff on the back end to try to get it figured out. And as you all know, I am not much of an artist. Uh, I do my best and thank God for uh, AI art that is becoming popular because I can make cool things now because I have great ideas but lack the skill. Uh, <laughs> but uh, doing some of the 3D modeling stuff, I've made a couple models now and uh, they're rough. They're real bad. Uh, I got a long way to go, but at least we're making progress. <laughs> but, sorry, uh, and then uh, business side of things or a, another personal note on you or are you good younger. Well, that can also split into the business, I guess. Um, in the future, expanding some of that. Um, mostly that and extending my... Uh, extending different equipment, I guess. Things of that nature. Um, getting a little bit more... Uh, now that I've kind of solidified where I am and what I'm doing and stuff, I can actually spend more time focusing on the actual uh, job. What is that? Which will be good, especially starting next month. <laughs> um, so, uh, hopes for the future. So, obviously, business-wise, uh, we got more hopes to go through. I hope I'm able to get in connection with some of our bazaars because something we missed out on this year is we only made it to one uh, but I'd like to hit more of our sales bazaars and do some more local team-ups uh, with people. And, you know, as Brad said, it's all about planning. So, uh, luckily, I have a wonderful wife that is that is her side of things, that she plans stuff really well. And if I can get her to make me a list, I can execute, dang it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, other hopes, uh, as I hope we uh, get up to 10 subcontractors this next year so we get some certifications done and find some good people spread out all over the place that want to teach and learn and all that other fun stuff and don't mind getting their hands dirty and doing the hard part of handing out flyers and talking to people. 
Um, that's a that's that's a hope for this year is to get to ten. We're sitting at like what two subcontractors currently, um, and a couple on the way. But if we can get up to ten, happy boys over are, here. Are these subcontractors local or no? No, no, no. no. The two okay. the two subcontractors uh, are in two very different states currently. Okay. Uh, yeah, I believe one's in Arizona now, and then the other one's in Kansas. Wow. Yeah, and then they got me a younger and uh, talk to me later about what it takes to be a subcontractor. Hey, <laughs> hey, lots of work, but I will happily show you guys into it. Um, so, um, with that being the thought, we got something that we're, was good, something that we want to improve on, and some of our hopes for the future that is coming forward. Uh, moving on. The other thing I hope to, to get done is for us as a company to certify at least three more systems. Um, not to include Pathfinder because Pathfinder is basically certified. We just got to, you know, actually uh, run a display game for it. Um, and Lancer really doesn't count because that's basically certified at this point. But we'll hold off on that till the new year. Wahaha. But besides those two, uh, I want to learn three others. And get Edge of the Empire. That's already on there. We got it. Uh, all oh, the all the Star Wars systems are in our repertoire. We run uh, Age of Rebellion, Edge of the Empire, and Force uh, and Destiny uh, as one full system. So you can mix and match between stuff and all that fun stuff. Um, but they are they are a group of our certified groups. Because there's, there's another group that does the Blades in the Dark. Uh, and their company is Forge to the Dark. Uh, and we've certified on all of their uh, books, basically. Because the big difference is medieval change and like where you play at. Um, so since we know how to run the system, we can run it basically anywhere, which is exciting and fun. <laughs> it's like D&D and Spelljammer. It's just <laughs> yeah, where you are. Basically. Um, but uh, besides that, um, let me see here. We're at the 41 minute mark. Um, so we're going to do some wrap up stuff. And then obviously once we're done with the, the show itself, I get to talk to you guys separately. Iron Lawrence, he's younger. You guys all know the fun deal. Um, and then... Let's see here. Any any other last-minute thoughts, things you guys want to talk about? Um, I'm going to start with the starred guest and then get on to everybody else. So starting with Brad, is there any last-minute thoughts, ideas, things you want to leave uh, people with? Yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head, you know, I, I think a lot about what some of the things that you and I talked about, Roger, while we were um, filming. And you and I, you and I uh, or me and you and Younger, I suppose, run very very different types of businesses and have very different goals i know i spoke to you a little bit about you're doing something that you guys are really passionate about and there's there's something to be commended um uh about, you know you, you guys should be commended for that you're pursuing something that you're really passionate about that you enjoy i'm not crazy about painting but i found that it's the best vehicle for me to create a, a professionalized profitable business that's going to serve the needs and desires of my family and the people that work for me, right? So I chose something that I didn't even have any experience in. I, I spoke about it on the show. I've never, literally never painted anything professionally even once, yet now I own a multi-million dollar painting company. What I would, what I would encourage you guys to do, um, Roger and Younger, is seek some counsel from, from the other aisle. From the other side of the aisle, for me, guys like Nick. Nick Nick sounds very passionate about what he does, but he's you know he's running a bigger business, and start to explore what you guys can do, and uh, to to break out of where you're at right now and actually become a 
high revenue generating profitable business. Um, if that's the goal, if it's not the goal, if, it, if it's just a kind of a side hustle, side project fun thing for you guys, then hell, keep doing what you're doing because it sounds fun. Looks like you guys are having fun. If you guys are trying to make it a business, I think that there's um, oftentimes we're so we're so insulated within our own business and our own lives that it helps to to have someone with a totally outside perspective. Maybe even me or a guy like me that has I I know nothing about role playing games. In fact, when I told my wife that I was going to be on a um, podcast tonight with with some guys that run a role playing company. She gave me this very weird look, and I go, no, 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 not that type of role-playing. <laughs> it's okay. We get that all the time, unfortunately. Yep. But I do like where your head is at, babe, and maybe we can come back to that later tonight. Uh, so it, just like from a t- totally business perspective, could you come up with some different strategies that you guys maybe just wouldn't think of because you are so focused on the gaming aspect of it, right? And that we all need that, and that's why I seek wisdom from people outside of the painting industry. Um, some of my closest advisors – uh, they're, they're all entrepreneurs. They own asphalt companies and laser engraving companies, and one owns a gym and one's a, a family care doctor. These are the guys that I am always asking for advice and criticism about my business so that I can make it better, right? And I need that perspective. I need that outside outside perspective. So it's not geared necessarily just towards you two, but all of us. It's an encouragement to anyone that's listening, um, whether it be business, um, your personal relationships your health and fitness look for look for ask for guidance and take criticism from people that you trust and care care about and i found in my life when i when i leave myself vulnerable and open myself up to that criticism that's when i'm able to take a big step forward in any of those areas so that's uh we're starting a new year everyone makes their new year's resolutions let's resolve to just take criticism and make changes that are going to be uh good for us and our family that sounds fantastic. That was a that was a solid solid statement there. Get the so somebody else on that wants one. to follow that up. That'd yeah. Be great. <laughs> All right, we'll give we'll give Nick a, a one one man break. Lawrence, last minute thoughts ideas. Oh, that opening up to constructive criticism to better your your situation is totally awesome. I I appreciate you speaking on that. Um. Let let's hope the uh, the next year isn't isn't too bad, and let's 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 work towards a better year. Like everybody do their part, because seems like everyone dropped the ball in the past few years. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I gotta say. <laughs> you don't say, <laughs> right? All right, jumping down to iron. Um. All right, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain, I guess. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a full-time student online and a stay-at-home dad. Uh, so I don't get out very much. Like, I, I spend most of my time in the house. Um, before this year, like, I had never even played a role-playing game. Like, I, I know uh, I talked to Rook. I don't know how long ago it was when I was starting DMing my first game. But then I started playing with you guys, and... Um, it's it's been pretty great like it, it you know every other week it's like i get to get out of the house and like hang out with the boys because i don't i don't get to do that anymore so um i guess for next year i think it's it's been really good for me to play the game and i want to continue doing it for as long as i can hey that's good stuff right there all right nick jump into you before i hit younger uh well one just 
thanks for having me on. You know, I'm I'm glad to be here and just be able to share with people like my where I live is I'm so passionate about it because the people here have been underserviced for so long. Um, the industry here was like factories and stuff. People took advantage of the power of Niagara Falls to to power their factories. And now we're turning into this tourism town and people are needing to get on board. Um, but I'm hoping that what I'm going to do, I'm planning for what I'm going to do. Yes, sir. Is, there we go. <laughs> is to create more job opportunities in our city and get these seasonal part-time employees to be year-round full-time employees and hopefully empower people to take ownership of where they live and you know instead of being renters they become property owners and they start taking care of their place which then makes the neighborhood a better place to live in which then makes tourism even more thriving and you know, so my my hope is, even though we have such a small thing on in comparison to the overall problem, um, I think that our our plan is going to definitely help change our city. And uh, yeah, so I hope to inspire people to be the change in where they live. Um, you know, you can do it. So. That's some raw ass sentiment, and I'm fucking behind it, yo. Jump it over to Younger. Alright, well, kind of hit off on uh, something Brad said. He didn't exactly say it uh, like this, but, you know, like, just in general, surrounding yourself with other individuals who, like, have some form of uh, drive, you know, or, like, um, like, want the best, whether it be, like, for your business or, like, to, like, help you out, um, whether it be a mentorship or just, like, have, because they could have totally different perspectives and still have a similar-ish goal, right? And, like, to help build off that same type of energies and stuff is uh, both something to be appreciated both within a business aspect and or a life aspect, because if you got people who are hoping the best for you in a business, you know, or you surround yourself with other business people, you're likely going to be a little bit better off than somebody who doesn't. And if you surround yourself with people who have your best interests, you know, at heart, as opposed or wish the best for you, you'll probably be a little bit better than if you like are around a bunch of people who don't. I came back to where I grew up, you know, and I've seen a few people I haven't seen in a few years. Some of them have the best interests for me. Others don't. And so it's like, oh, well, I'm grown up now. I know my decision-making processes, and it's like, maybe it's not a good idea to have you around. Eh, nice to see you again, but see ya. You know, and embrace those who uh, who help building things up rather than tearing them down. Here we go. Good. Good really sentiment. Good. I, good. Yeah, if I can interject. Yeah, they, of course. They, you know, they say the old adage, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And younger, what you're talking about, I struggled with for a long time. I grew up with people. I still live near my hometown. These my best friends forever. And you come to the realization that like these aren't the guys that I don't, I want around my kids, right? I don't I don't want these to be the examples that my kids are seeing. And you you eventually you have different values. You have you're trying to live your life under different principles and teach your kids things. And you got to make those decisions. They're, they're, that's a tough decision, right? To walk away from some of your oldest friends. 
Um, but that's, I mean, you, you, you killed it younger. That's like surround yourself with good people, surround yourself with decent human beings. Your life's going to be better. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad. So with all that, I get to follow it up with something lame. Gosh, dang guys showing me up tonight. Um, but that's okay. That's, that, this is why we bring on the star guests because they are superstars that we, as they pointed at the beginning of this. Superstars. Superstars. I didn't mean to add the super in there, okay? I thought hey. that's what you said. Hey, I, I like it anyway. Uh, call you are back. what you are, Brad. Exactly. So, uh, with with all those kind of thoughts, opinions, go go well wishes, uh, I think we get to end it with uh, there's always room to be to improve, right? Whether it's business side, personally, across the board, there's always room for growth until you're dead. So... We ain't anywhere near dead at this point, so we're going to keep trucking forward, the lot of us, uh, and keep doing better. Um, the simplest way to put it, uh, I think I can speak freely for the the other two or three blocksers in here, uh, that that's what we're going to keep doing and how it's going to go. Um, let's see what else. I got to do some quick plugs, really quick. Uh, we are moving our... Uh, Monday games to Wednesdays uh, here forward. Still going to start at 530 uh, Alaska time, uh, but we're moving them forward just because scheduling for everyone else uh, would be the easiest choice for everyone, which means there might be a new game in the near future on Mondays. We'll see. Um, other notes. Um, I will be gone in January somewhat, um, so I'll be here for support and whatnot, but you look to younger for all decisions and announcements the following month after New Year's. Uh, dun, he, will, dun. he will be in charge. It'll be great. Um, not that he's in charge now, but he'll be actively doing things. Um, <laughs> but uh, anything else I'm missing? Oh, our code, uh, Santa nine oh seven. Santa should be all caps. Nine oh seven is just numbers. Uh, use that for ten percent off, as per usual. Um, that's all I can think of. Check out our fun stuff online. We got uh, the shipping stuff working again. So for those of you that tried to buy something this week and got told that you couldn't ship it, I'm sorry. That wasn't our fault. We blame Square. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, I hope you all are having a wonderful end of the year. Don't have too much fun for New Year's. Stay safe, stay happy, and with adventure in mind, have a wonderful time. Alrighty then. Well, that was tonight's session. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, for you that are listening to this in 2022, I uh, hope you all have a wonderful New Year's. For those of you listening in 2023, hopefully it's going well. Um, Happy New Year's. Uh, thank you guys for all the time and support you guys contribute to us. We do really appreciate it. Um, with that in mind, with adventure in mind, have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful year. Have a wonderful night.